One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, the world. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I am Courtney Eck. And I'm Sadie Eck. And I think we used to say, and we're sisters, and we're here to talk to you about murder. Did, Did we they? say that? I think so. I was thinking about it last night. Our new our new listeners will be like, what's this relationship? It's so confusing. I don't understand why they have the same voice. <laughs> it's so because funny. we're related by blood. We came from the same womb. Maybe we said it in our very first episode, but I... Or... No, we said it for like 25, no, but I, it just popped into my head last night. I think we used to say, and we're sisters. Can anyone confirm that? Because I sure as shit am not listening to an early episode. No way. No way. I'll light our podcast on fire. (laughs) Somebody recently said that they went back and were listening to old ones. So that person can maybe reach out and say, yes, you did say that Mm -hmm. or no, Courtney. Mm -hmm. Commit yourself to a mental institution immediately because you're insane. You never said that. Yeah, I'm not convinced that we ever really said it. Maybe in our promo or something. Well, it's not about us. It's about victims of murder crimes. Unfortunately, it is. So you want to tell us about one of those today? Sure do. Right now? Yep. Take it away. This is the stalking and murder of Ellen Weck. I don't like when people get stalked or murdered. None of them. Nope. In the summer of 2018, 23-year-old Ellen, who went by Ellie Weck, was scared. For nearly eight months, she had been receiving strange text messages and Snapchats from someone. Mm. The messages were becoming increasingly personal and bizarre, and when she received a video message of herself sitting at her own kitchen table, she was terrified. No, no, a million, billion percent Mm -hmm. no. When she turned up missing a few weeks later, it was Ellie's friends and family who became scared. Oh my god. Ellie Weck was born on May 17, 1995 in Minneapolis, Minnesota, to her parents Tamara and David, and grew up with her sister Laura. The family would eventually move from Minnesota to Westchester, Ohio. Ellie was known to live life to the fullest and had, quote, the natural ability to express herself with clothing that could speak a million words while she simply smiled. Mm. From turning crystals into jewelry and creating macrame masterpieces out of a simple cord, Ellie saw the beauty in everything. She loved music of all kinds. She loved to be in nature. Uh, She was known for her tree climbing and could be found in a hammock on most nice days. Mm. She enjoyed drum circles and hand dancing and was, quote, the sweetest person you could ever meet, extremely kind and uplifting. Buddy. After high school, Ellie went to cosmetology school and was working as a hairdresser in the time leading up to her disappearance. She was loved by all who knew her and had a large group of friends, including a large number of cousins. Starting in February 2018, Ellie started receiving messages from someone named Nate and another person who went by Mikkel. It's unclear to me if Ellie knew these messages were coming from one person who was using multiple accounts, but they were. Uh-huh. But the a lot of the details were sort of fuzzy. You know how it can be. Yes, I do. At first, the messages seemed rather harmless, but they quickly started causing Ellie to feel uncomfortable. They would message her constantly and ask her strange questions, like her thoughts on 9-11. 
Oh, no. Yeah. When she started receiving pictures of herself inside her own home, Ellie knew she needed help. In one video, Ellie can be seen standing in her underwear at the kitchen table working on a scrapbook. It's Uh clear from the angle whoever was filming was standing on her back patio. Oh, that makes me want to vomit. No. She first called police in April, hoping they would do something to help her. Officer James Thomas took the initial report and filed it as a telecommunications harassment. Despite Ellie giving the officers copies of the text messages and emails she was receiving and copies of the videos and pictures she had received, they were never added to her report. I don't want to totally hijack this. We can talk about it more at the end. But the fact that police aren't putting more resources toward digital crimes Mm -hmm. is very surprising. I think that the rate of digital crimes versus like physical crimes at this point in history Mm -hmm. is probably exponentially higher, I would guess. Yes. Well, and and it's like the stalker in this case is giving them everything they need to prevent this crime. And they just don't do it right it's right like she has ample evidence that somebody is going this is going to escalate it is escalating and yeah. they're like well you know we can't do anything because he hasn't done anything he is doing things he is definitely doing <laughs> things if you and found a going... man standing on a woman's deck what looking into her house he would go mm-hmm. to jail right because it's a crime yes he's trespassing and violating her space and yes right like we have the resources at this point to Mm. triangulate these things Mm. like put some money toward that Mm. maybe care a little bit less about marijuana Mm -hmm. and more about digital stalking Mm -hmm. and harassment hey but guess what police don't care about women no (laughs) they they just want to put black people in jail for Mm, no reason yes cool yep According to Ellie's mom and some of her friends, she was told to keep her doors and windows locked, not to go out after dark, and to enroll in a self-defense class. Oh, cool. So they were like, hey, why don't you just take a time travel back to Mm -hmm. fucking 1950s and do those things? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Dress in modest clothing and don't look men in the eye. Can can an aunt chaperone you everywhere Mm -hmm. you go and sit in the same room with you while you do your needlepoint? That ought Mm -hmm. to cure it right up. Yeah, I read, uh, while researching the story, I read, um, I don't know what it was, like a handout, a brochure from the early 2000s, and the list of things they recommended women do. In this case, it was women, people being, you know, women being stalked in particular. What they thought they should do to stop their stalker was just like vomit town <laughs> everywhere. Like carry a heavy stick. Don't, yeah, just victim blaming and yeah. You know, basically, like, you might have to move, and that's not fair, but none of this is fair. It's just oh like... God! Yeah. Invest in turtlenecks. Change your name. Yeah. Get a... Keep your number. Get an answering machine. Don't ever answer that number. Let them... Like, if you oh if you ever um, respond to them, expect that you've caused the stalking to become worse by... It cool. just was like... Yeah. Basically, cool. your fault. You're stuck. You better yeah. move. Yeah, not, um, maybe we should find somebody who, like a fucking, any 14 year old on the planet mm-hmm. who can triangulate somebody's mm-hmm. IP address. Location, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, my nephew yes. could probably do it. But now instead my of that, six like, year old could probably do it at this point. <laughs> that's I mean, what I'm saying. Yes. yes. But now instead, mm-hmm. we'll just <laughs> make you, um, just accept the abuse and yes. don't, and don't engage with it in any way. You'll be fine. Right. right. And if you do, God. it's your fault. Cool. Mm-hmm. The officer did send a patrol car out on two separate occasions to drive by her home, but they only spent a total of 10 minutes searching the area. Mm-hmm. So five minutes apiece. Good job. When she called again in May to report more threats and harassing messages, her report was not updated and she was never asked to file a stalking civil protection order, which would have offered her a little bit more help and would have caused the police to take her case more seriously if the stalking continued. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good advice. Good job. Mm-hmm. In one message, Nate wrote, quote, What's this I'm hearing about some creep following you? Who is this? Ellie wrote back. Nate responds, Who you think? LOL. No one is this creepy to me, so I don't know. She responds back and then later writes, Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Ellie called back a week later to tell Officer Thomas she believed she knew who was stalking her. An old boyfriend, 29-year-old Michael Strauss, 
Ellie and Michael had dated briefly when she was just 17 years old, but they hadn't talked much in the years following. When Michael started harassing her on Facebook, she put two and two together and would eventually end up blocking him on two of his Facebook accounts. Yeah. And yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. As the months passed, the stalking escalated. Friends said she was harassed by her stalker nonstop, 24-7. When she stopped talking about it, those closest to her knew it was getting really bad and that she must be scared. One video she received was 3 minutes and 30 seconds long and showed Ellie walking around her kitchen. It was clear the person filming her was masturbating while watching her. Still, the police would do nothing. Just before she disappeared, Ellie started texting friends, telling them she knew who her stalker was, and if anything happened to her, it was her, quote, ex-boyfriend with dreadlocks, Michael Strauss. God. She also started asking friends to come stay with her overnight. She did not want to be left alone. It's possible she knew what was coming her way. Yeah, anybody would know. That's the thing that's so crazy. It's like a woman is receiving photos of her own self in her house. Who on this planet would not be like, yep, this is a serious fucking problem. Like, this person is, this is not cute. It's not a joke. Like, I'm 100% sure that that's not like a funny prank that people pull mm-hmm. at the police see all the time. No. You know? No. The other day I was sitting in my living room and I look out my window and there's a red car blocking my driveway and a man sitting inside and I was just immediately like, oh, fuck, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. terrible is going to happen. And then I realized my garbage can had blown over in the road and he had just had to sit there and wait <laughs> for traffic to pass so he could go, you know, like, <laughs> but I immediately jumped to... Like, oh, I'm here, I'm going to be murdered. And if if somebody was actually stalking me, I know. Like, yep. On July 29th, 2018, Ellie's good friend Isaiah came over to hang out. They spent time in Ellie's backyard where they smoked and lounged in her hammock. Isaiah claimed Ellie told him about her stalker and said she hadn't been outside after dark in some time. She then asked him to spend the night. He said the request surprised him because he'd never slept over before. Unfortunately, he declined her invitation because of a bad toothache he had. He said he didn't want to keep her up all night if he was unable to sleep because of the pain. Quote, she looked defeated, Isaiah said. I feel like she knew what was going to happen. After he left, records show Ellie started texting with Nate and told him she was home alone that night. These are the last texts Ellie would ever send. Oh, her poor friend. I know. On August 1st, Ellie's mother, Tam, who Ellie lived with at the time, came home after being away for the weekend. She realized her daughter was missing, but all of her important items, except for her cell phone, were still in the house. (sighs) Knowing that Ellie had been dealing with a stalker, Tam called the police right away. They searched for Ellie without luck and started to get the word out to the public that the young woman was missing. Tips immediately started flooding in. It was no secret that Ellie thought Michael Strauss was stalking her, and everyone who knew her wanted to make sure the police knew who to look for. It's also striking me that it's so fucked up that young people deal with so much online bullying and harassment Mm -hmm. that an actual stalking isn't taken, you know, that that quote-unquote seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard to know what is... right typical or whatever and what's dangerous right because they're probably really fucking used to it Mm -hmm. yuck to verify this they got access to ellie's phone records and found texts sent in early may between ellie and a friend those texts showed the friend was able to link the number the stalker used to harass ellie to a snapchat account registered to strauss right it doesn't take (laughs) no her friend did it Something the police just weren't willing to try. That's exactly what I mean. Mm-hmm. Do a cursory thing. Put it in evidence. Like, mm-hmm. write a fucking report about it. Yeah. Whatever Google it takes. Google search the phone number that's being used. Like, watch a couple episodes of Catfish on MTV mm-hmm. and do that. Mm-hmm. And then, f- there you go. Ta-da. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. She's not dead. Right. After this discovery, one message from Ellie to the friend who helped her reads, quote, damn it, I know who it is. And then it's my ex from a few years ago. Mm. According to court records, Ellie texted another friend the same day that said, quote, I know who it is, my ex-boyfriend from when I was 17. She then identified Strauss by name. 
Ellie went on to text another friend with the same information. Police were able to ping her cell phone to determine she was near her home at 2.58 a.m. the day she went missing. Mm -hmm. They also noted that the last message Ellie sent was to Nate. In the course of a day, the two exchanged 275 text messages. Holy shit. At the end of the conversation, Nate and Ellie agreed to meet up. And Nate told Ellie, quote, I'm not bringing my phone. Is it cool if I just knock? Uh, Some of the articles I read talked about how Ellie had been trying to get Nate to come over and he had been declining. And so I really, I wish I knew more if she understood that Nate was also her stalker. Right. Or not. Yeah. And... Or if she knew that it was her ex and she was a little bit less afraid because mm-hmm. it was somebody she was familiar with. And maybe she was just trying to get him to come over to like deescalate mm-hmm. or reveal himself. And yeah, who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How old is she again? 23. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. The same day Ellie was reported missing, authorities took this information and went to Strauss's home on Bluff Drive in Westchester. Uh, this was for a knock and talk quote, knock and talk. Uh-huh. They spent about 70 minutes with him, but it's unclear what they talked about. They left without arresting him and started gathering what they needed for a search warrant. A few days later, police executed their search warrant and went through Strauss's home. They gathered evidence. Oh, ready? You ready yes. for it? Yes. They gathered evidence, including all of his electronic devices and his mother's car. By checking Strauss's phone location, detectives were able to prove he was in the area of Ellie's home the night she disappeared. So they could also see he completely stopped messaging her that night and started messaging a new woman he knew just an hour after the messages to Ellie stopped. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. His search history on his computer showed in the weeks leading up to Ellie's death, Strauss googled a business near her residence and searched for her name on Instagram, White Page, and Facebook. He also searched for, quote, how long does a dead body smell, Mm. missing girl in Hamilton, missing girl in Westchester, Ohio. Mm. He viewed seven articles about missing persons in the days after Ellie disappeared. He searched for, quote, how long to survive prison and survivor's guide to prison. See, do not hire this guy to do your digital searches. No. <laughs> he doesn't know shit. No. Oh my god. Yeah. He also searched for the Cincinnati Strangler, the New York Strangler, and how to delete photos off an iCloud account. <laughs> they also found searches for sexually violent pornography like quote force rape while jogging teen forced porn and other searches so graphic and violent news reporters couldn't say what the search terms were oh god searching ellie's verizon account police saw her phone which had been turned off the night she went missing was powered on once at 6 12 a.m july 31st which was two days after she was last seen Mm -hmm. but the day before she was reported missing it was then immediately powered off Luckily, there was enough time for the phone to send out a signal and to fix to a tower. According to court records, the tower her phone pinged to was located only two miles from Strauss's home. They also found that Strauss's Google account was active at 5.46 a.m. that same morning from his home. So they're assuming he was there. Right. During the search of Strauss's home, they found Ellie's driver's license, a lock of her hair, and a pink stone from a necklace she was known to wear. Mm-hmm. They also found handcuffs still attached to his bed in the basement. Dude. No. A search of Strauss's iPhone showed a screenshot image taken from the Maps application of a field next to his home. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You're kidding me. <laughs> no, I wish you could see my face. <laughs> oh my God. This guy rules. Mm-hmm. Best, I mean, best case scenario. I wish they were all this fucking stupid and helpful right? to authorities. Yes. Yeah. They decided to search the field where they found Ellie's remains in a drainage ditch wrapped in a blue and white blanket. So it also simultaneously fucking really pisses me off because had they searched ahead of time, Mm -hmm. the guy had laid it all out for them. Yep. He would have given it up. 
they yep. would have been able to catch him before he did this. Yep. And hold him on multiple counts of stalking and like oh my God. shit. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Ellie was badly decomposed and had to be identified by her dental records. An autopsy would show her cause of death was asphyxiation. The day after Ellie's body was found, Strauss was arrested and charged with her murder and held on $2 million bond. Good, good, good. During their interrogation, detectives asked Strauss why he had killed Ellie, and he said that she had agreed to shoot a torture porn video, mm. but died mm-hmm, but died accidentally from being strangled after he put a plastic bag over her head and closed it around her neck with duct tape. Um, okay, also, we all know how long it takes for somebody to die from asphy- mm. asphyxiation, and it doesn't happen mm-hmm. accidentally. No. For ten minutes. No. You piece of shit. Yes. He left the bag over her head too long, he said. He claimed he had an L.A. contact who paid him $5,000 and $10,000 per film. He recorded Ellie's rape and murder, watched it, then deleted it and threw away the memory card. Oh my god. No, that video has never surfaced. Michael Strauss had a lengthy criminal record spanning a decade before his arrest for Ellie's murder. His charges include identity theft, fraud, burglary, possession of marijuana, and a public indecency charge from June 2015 that led to a mental health evaluation and a court-mandated follow-up treatment for one year. Mm-hmm. Despite all these charges, he only ever spent one day in jail before his arrest for murder. Of course he did. Because mm-hmm. he's white. Yep. Yeah. Authorities started looking into other unsolved cases similar to Ellie's to see if he could be responsible. They found one case of a woman in Mason, Ohio, who was attacked from behind while jogging in January of 2018. She said the man was wearing a black hoodie and face mask and grabbed her by the face and neck and pulled her into the woods. She managed to fight her attacker off and get away. During their search of his computer, authorities found that Strauss repeatedly searched for information on the Mason attack on his computer he also searched for things like, quote, where do women jog? Where do women jog in Westchester? Chilling. Yep. When questioned, Strauss said he was only looking up this information because he was working on a horror movie script. Yep, like you do. Mm-hmm. They also recovered video from his Google account showing a man believed to be Strauss stalking female joggers and videotaping other women and girls all around Westchester and the surrounding communities. When asked about when and where he would film people, Strauss said, quote, it could be anywhere. It could be at the park. It could be walking, jogging past somebody or something like that. Yeah. It's like whenever I come across somebody attractive. Oh, my God. I hate it. Yeah. It's fucking <sighs> I'm like holding my awful. breath. <laughs> yes. Another case they thought Strauss might be connected to was the abduction and murder of 22-year-old Caitlin Markham. Caitlin was last seen by her fiancé of six years on August 14th, 2011. He said he left her in her apartment as she was getting ready for bed. When he couldn't get a hold of her the next day, he went back to her apartment to find her gone. She left behind her purse, keys, and dog. Authorities searched for the missing woman for months without any luck. A year and a half later, on April 7th, 2013, skeletal remains were found in a remote wooded area in Cedar Grove, Indiana. Caitlin's skull was found inside a plastic Kroger shopping bag. Uh-uh. The remains were later confirmed to belong to Caitlin. The coroner ruled her death a homicide, but could not determine an exact cause of death. I guess. <laughs> I'm <laughs> no. not a coroner. But. but having someone's head removed mm-hmm. is a pretty good cause of death. Oh, I think the skull was in the bag. I think the bag had been put on her head. I don't think oh, her head had been it, removed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. According to J.R. Green, a private investigator who worked on her case for years, and I guess has a podcast about the case um, Mm -hmm. that I didn't write the name down, but I can look it up. Caitlin told friends that she was being stalked, but never named her stalker. We're not sure if she knew who it was. Mm -hmm. Quote, one of her friends described that she would be at the store. This individual who is unknown would be there, said Green. She would be home and decide to go on a walk with her dog. All of a sudden, he shows up. Even more damning was the fact that Caitlin and Strauss shared mutual friends, and there's even a picture of Caitlin's fiancé posing with Strauss. Uh-huh. There's a very good chance the two were acquaintances. Uh-huh. Police have not officially named Strauss as a suspect or ruled him out, 
but say they talked to Westchester police about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ellie's case happened in late 2018. So it's right. sort of like, I think that they would probably have enough to go on if by now to charge him with Caitlin's yep. murder, if he was responsible, but I couldn't find any updates for like almost a year. The last yep. time it was in the news was about this time, 2020. Uh huh. While awaiting trial for Ellie's murder, an inmate who shared a cell with Strauss went to authorities and said that Strauss had told him he murdered another woman named Shelley oh in a God. similar way as Ellie. Yeah. Uh, he said that he dumped her body in an unknown location near a creek. Police looked into the information but couldn't find any cases that matched the little information they had. After two and a half years awaiting trial, Strauss eventually pleaded guilty to first-degree murder, stalking, and gross abuse of a corpse. Wow, he pled guilty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> thank you, all of the evidence. Yeah, but still, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm sure he's trying to, I'm sure Ohio's probably a death penalty state, and I'm right. sure he's probably trying to avoid it. Yep. Right. During the hearing, Strauss said, quote, Please believe me from the bottom of my heart that I never wanted to hurt anybody. Oh my God! No, I will not believe that. No, from the bottom of your heart, because you don't have one. Oh, I believe from the bottom of your heart, you're very sad that you got caught. Yeah, you really want to keep doing that, and no, you can't, and that really bumps you out. Right. If there was any way to bring Ellie back, I would trade places with her in a second. Oh my God! I failed society, I failed my family, and I failed Ellie's family. Strauss continued, and most of all, I failed Ellie. I don't expect forgiveness. I would almost rather as like a victim's family member for them to just fully fucking like Richard Ramirez out on me, mm-hmm. you know, and yes. just be like a total fucking weirdo scumbag and be really creepy and awful totally. versus like a fake apology. That pisses mm-hmm. me off real bad. Yeah. No, I wouldn't be able to. No. I just picture myself like plugging my ears and la 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 la. Just projectile vomiting all bullshit. over the courtroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Strauss, who had two black eyes and tears streaming down his cheeks, nodded very slightly and looked downward at Ellie's father as he spoke of forgiveness. Quote, my God tells me to forgive, David said, but he doesn't say when, and I don't know if I'll ever get to that. Mm-hmm. Strauss was then sentenced to 17 and a half years to life. You are got to be kidding me in what Mm-hmm. Did we enter a t- space machine and move to fucking Canada all mm-hmm. of a sudden? Like, mm-hmm. what is happening? I don't know. I don't know. There's the maximum <sighs> sentence he could receive, which I don't know. I don't know. That's why he pled guilty, that piece yeah. of shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. please, heavens and earths, like, get him convicted of the other murder, too. Seriously. Oh, my God. Seriously. Yeah, and there's very little chance that he'll be let out on parole, but you never know. The fact that he could be mm-hmm. for stalking and murdering and torturing and all the evidence, mm-hmm. that's psychotic. Yep. This is sort of a side note, but do you remember the Claire Tampago case? Yes. covered early on? Her murderer was recently let out on parole. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Meanwhile, black men to have a pound of marijuana on them and go mm-hmm. to prison forever. forever. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, so Strauss will be eligible for parole in 2036. Um, also, quick side note, I saw a sign in a yard two days ago that said, Franklin class of 2034. <laughs> I and I, I almost fucking passed out. I know. I just, I was thinking the same thing. Isn't so, that crazy? I know. Yes. I think my oldest is the class of 33. Ugh. 33. Yeah. Oh so my God. I can't. I cannot yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he could be out of prison three years like, later. No, mm-hmm. that is not mm-hmm. enough time. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. It's I'm dizzy. Fucking horrifying. <laughs> you should be. I'm disassociating you guys. Yes. I'll be right back. <laughs> yes. Fuck. Yeah. Yep. Just let him out. It's cool. It's totally fine. A 2012 study conducted by several universities found that stalking preceded three out of four intimate partner homicides mm-hmm. in which a woman was the victim. Quote, stalking is a homicide in slow motion, mm-hmm. said Patrick Brady, who is an assistant professor of criminology with University of West Georgia. 
They're studying the investigation and prosecution of stalking. Yep. Well said, sir. Yes, right? Stalking crimes are still hard to prosecute and victims are often not taken seriously when they go to the police. If someone is convicted of stalking, they don't often do any time in prison. And the maximum sentence in Ohio is only 12 months. Murders like the one committed against Ellie are avoidable, but someone has to stop and listen to the victims first. Do you think it has something to do with the power dynamic? And Mm. we don't want to criminalize it because we want to let men do whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck they want. Mm. Weird. A lot of really powerful people probably spend a lot of time stalking their ex-wives and their... You think? Domestic violence partners. mm -hmm. Oh my God. We just started watching. I'm not going to go on a tangent about this, but the... Dear Dirty John Betty Broderick story last Ooh, night. Ooh, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen that one. Shit, yeah, man. Talk about some abusive power bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. And I think about the, the 12 months, even though it sounds small, it would be enough time to A, deter a potential stalker for murder, right? Yeah. And also give the victim time to get their shit together and figure out what they need to be safe. Yes. And, you know, like actually really get themselves in a place where they can avoid their stalker in the future. And that's like good. Something. Well, and like, yes, because your lizard brain is fully engaged at that point. And when your lizard brain is firing, you can't think, you can't make a plan. You're just Mm -hmm. in survival mode. Totally. So add to that the incompetence of the people who are supposed to protect you and that makes you feel further crazy and it becomes this like insane gaslighting and then you have nowhere to go and like what do you you know oh god it just makes me so sick mm-hmm. yep well in the fact i've been mean, talking about like power dynamics <laughs> yeah there's probably a lot of police officers who think that stalking is no big deal and they're just well, keep engaging it, in- it themselves mm-hmm <laughs> I know. I hate its gut so hard. I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poor Ellie, <sighs> man. Poor Caitlin. Poor everybody. Poor everybody. Yep. You put Ellie and Caitlin's pictures side by side, and they could be sisters. I mean, it's just sure. if he didn't murder her, then Ohio's in trouble. They've got some sick fuckers out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That no, it's just it's unfathomable. This week, I watched the QAnon documentary on HBO, which is all these things. Everything's just right now in my life is about the internet and the and the terrible power of the internet. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, of course, reminds me of that because it's like sick people have so many more resources now, mm-hmm. exponentially more resources now. And I'm 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 a fan of technology and the internet in the sense that we can disrupt things, you know, and that mm-hmm. we can find new avenues to for people to take power and make money, and you know, it just it's a powerful tool in the right hands. And then it's just like the most awful fucking thing imaginable. In the case of like QAnon, mm-hmm. essentially completely dismantling democracy, mm-hmm. and like, <laughs> you know, a fucking nerd who has no societal value Mm -hmm. decides to just like dismantle democracy essentially or dismantle a human life or Mm -hmm. you know like it just gives them this unprecedented power uh and that is fascinating and so horrifying right well watching you know like the anti-vax movement and they can find each other so much easier yes things that you're not willing to talk to your acquaintances and real life yep. face to face yeah you know you can go find a bunch of crazy people sticking keys to their sticky skin and shit you know it's like <laughs> that wouldn't that happen woman. without the internet that wouldn't happen well and the kid the guy who started 8chan edit you should watch i think it's called q into the storm i think is the name of the series mm-hmm. on hbo and the guy who started 8chan that's a fascinating he's just fascinating i've loved the whole cast of characters is great but you know, he was, he's got brittle bone disease and, you know, spent his life on the internet and just listening to him talk about his mental process and starting A-Chan and kind of where he ends up with it and why he started it and then having this awakening and like his, you know, his mental state. It's like you just, these people who have no other outlet, I say this all the time, if you don't give people a more positive alternative to this 
nightmarish hellscape that is like the dark web and mm-hmm. these messaging boards, this is what's going to happen. It's going to mm-hmm. continue to fucking happen. So, ugh, man. And the Bo Burnham special is another one that's just about like the dark powers of the internet. And mm. I recommend both very highly. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. And then follow up with the Betty Bob Broderick turkey John. <laughs> you just want to be really bummed out, but also simultaneously like super fascinated and learn a whole fucking lot about yourself and the way in the state of the world right now. Those are some good ones. And then watch it. The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll never sleep again. Finish it uh, off with some Patreon episodes of They Will Kill. And, and then um, watch Extreme Sisters or whatever on TLC. <laughs> <laughs> 90 Day Fiance. How, who's a 90 Day Fiance lover out there? Where, where, are, my, where are my people at? Everyone. <laughs> literally everyone. Except Sadie. Sadie's well, not a 90 Day Fiance person. I just can't. I don't have time, unfortunately. It's a big franchise, man. It is a lot to keep up with. Every once in a while, I go to start one because I know that you and Sarah love it so much that I'm just like, I don't know. It's too much. Too much to go. Like, do I start at the beginning? Who do? Which season? I don't know. Well, the episodes are two hours long. Yeah, that also is a problem. (laughs) Yeah, which I love, man. That is my Sunday night snuggle in. Turn on the fiances. Uh-huh. And I have a husband that under no circumstance would want to watch that shit. No. So the one hour a week of TV time that I maybe get by myself is not going to go to that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. Not for one second. I mean, even like the QAnon shit, like that's not a relaxing watch. It's very entertaining. I like this new style of, do- of um, documentary that's real like snappy and edited quickly enough that you get a gist of what's going on, but they don't, you know, it's not like a Ken Burns where you're taking right. a deep dive into fucking, you know, cyber technology or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I, somebody like me can watch it and understand it. Chipmunk. What are you yeah, screaming at? Yeah. It's a tiny chipmunk. He's been sitting out there watching me and now he's having a fucking meltdown. <laughs> you're very cute. I think the chipmunk's trying to tell us. He's like, I listen, I have all the answers. <laughs> Son of a bitch. They don't understand chipmunk. I'm really queuing on. <laughs> it's all me. I am Q. Here's what you do. This is how <laughs> we shift the power dynamic and m- crush the patriarchy. Okay, thanks, chipmunk. <laughs> and that does not mean that men are bad. That just means that the system is set up for some people to take power and other people to... Yep, I get okay. it. Okay, chipmunk, we know. You're preaching to the choir. <laughs> oh, oh you guys. Do you have any names? Oh, God, do I? Jeez Louise. <laughs> I was just saying to Sadie the other day, like, I still can't believe that this has sprouted from me just wedging one quote into an episode that had n- didn't add to the episode even slightly but just to say the name cindy pancake and here we are we started universe, a revolution that's right the universe knew i was like here you are ladies <laughs> the best revolution ever the tiny revolution that is just sharing amazing names all right okay once again I, if i don't read your name <laughs> this this week it's because there's so many of them mm-hmm. um and there's a theme I'll, uh, this week. You'll catch on real fucking fast. Uh, Dick Such was a <laughs> former MLB coach. <laughs> Somebody sent a big, old, a big list. Um, Dick Moss. <laughs> D- Dick Pole. <laughs> Johnny Dick Shot. <laughs> Dick Hunt. <laughs> They said the ever-redundant Dick Cox, which made me wonder, have we said Rod Cox? Yet? I think so. Okay. Well, if we have a, we went to high school with somebody named Rodney Cox, so we, we know a Rod Cox, which is <laughs> also <laughs> redundant. Um, <laughs> also redundant, Peter LeCock. <laughs> and last but not least, the listener wrote, Rusty Cunts. <laughs> K-U-N-T-Z. Assuming you pronounce that Kuntz, but... Well, not this time. Know. Not this time. Oh, my God. Um, 
Okay, I'm also going to read some uh, place names from the UK. Oh, these are some of my favorite. <sighs> Wet Wang. <laughs> Cocker Mouth. <laughs> Muggles Wick. Yes. Cutie. Giggles Wick. <laughs> I wonder Please. if they're, are those next to each other? I, like, are they sister I, towns? <laughs> we should live in both of them. Yes. And I should live in each uh, of those respectively. I get giggles, Wick. I want giggles, no, Wick. <laughs> I'm much more of a giggler than you. <laughs> Pig Willy. Oh, God. <laughs> Butts Lane. And this, this is Louise, one of our very, very early listeners. Love you, Louise. Um, she confirmed that b- butthole is just butthole, <laughs> just butthole in the UK. And I looked it up. I went on a deep dive and there was no, butthole is not a pile of sticks. It's not a, you know, like it's right. just a butthole. The butthole lane <laughs> is just butthole. I did find a, there is a Wikipedia page for butthole lane and something about how they, like they've changed, they've since changed the name, but it had like they don't know why it was called butthole. Like, like they thought maybe it was a uh, some sort of publicity stunt or something. Uh, but anyway, butthole lane is no longer butthole lane. Somebody like thought they would be funny and yeah, change the sign or something. Totally like a Shit's Creek, but for real, <laughs> right? Um, Slaggy Ford, <laughs> Slaggy Ford, <laughs> and my personal favorite, Upper and Lower Thong. <laughs> Well, they covered the full range of thong. <laughs> god. Uh, oh my god. So good. Lord help me. So we'll get back we'll get through the to the rest of them next week, but thank you guys <laughs> endlessly. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, and to all of the residents of Upper and Lower Thong, I hope you're having a nice welcome. day. Yeah. Yes. Welcome. I I look forward to the day that we check our statistics and it's just like giggles, wick, and fucking upper and lower thong are number one, two, and three. We will know we have arrived officially. Uh, anything we want to talk about before I talk about patrons? I don't think so. Just please be kind to each other and don't be shitty and fucking protect women and people of color and gay people, trans people, and trans mm-hmm. people of color, and non-binary mm-hmm. people, and mm-hmm. all the people need your fucking mm-hmm. love, kindness, yeah. support. Fight for them. Advocate for them. Don't be a dickhole. Right. Don't do it. No. Don't be a Michael Strauss. No. And if you feel like you want to go on the internet and harass and troll people because people don't pay attention to you and you don't feel like you have any social capital, like, please reach out and talk to us about it. Sure. Because We'll get you some therapy. You do. Uh, yeah, I'll just be your friend. That's mm-hmm. fine. I yeah. will help you. <sighs> Don't do it. Don't do it. The world can be very cruel and you don't deserve that. You mm-hmm. deserve to be happy and successful and prosper mm-hmm. just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. You know what you should do? What? should join our Patreon. You should be a patron. Who do we got? We want to say thank you so much to Sarah J. Sarah J. I'm in jamming on the <laughs> nine. <laughs> Yes, that's what we say. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Jamming on the night. Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I'm derailed. I'm derailed. I just derailed okay. my own self. <laughs> I was I like vaguely. Um, I love you, man. That fucking yes, thing. Very, very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. See you guys on another time. See you on another time. Jamming on the nine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to Shyar K. Um, and just a quick pre note about this one, Sadie, and I just listened to eleven hundred and fifty pronunciations of that name on the internet. So mm-hmm. forgiveness if that's yes. not how you, you pronounce that beautiful fucking name. Yes. And uh we will very happily issue a correction if yes. it's incorrect. But Shire K. Uh-huh. Well obviously Shire King and Queen slash right. King slash yes. Queen. Yes. 
Right. <laughs> yes. Slash both. But big time Simultaneously. Team. Yes. Duh. Yes. Uh, uh, just like slash DDS, obviously. <laughs> slash Jamin on the Nine. <laughs> slash Jamin on the Nine. <laughs> That's their SIG file. Yeah. And their emails. <laughs> King slash Queen slash both slash DDS <laughs> slash Jamin on the Nine. Dot edu. <laughs> Don't steal it from us. We've already no. got it. The, whatever it's called. Domain. Copyright. Mm-hmm. Trademark. All of them. And all those things are on the end of it, too. <laughs> TM, C, <laughs> R. I don't know what that stands for, oh, but God. that's on there, too. Just to confuse people. Throw them off your track. Your scent. <laughs> uh, thank you so much to Jacob S. Jacob S. We don't have a lot of uh, gentlemen patrons, so very welcome to you, yes. unless you are identify otherwise. So I take it back. You <laughs> identify however you would like to identify, and, yeah, and you're um, welcome here. Very welcome here, and that's fucking great that you're here, and we really appreciate you. Yep, I love. What's the last Jacob. initial? S. S. Stands for. Stand back and let me be who I am and want to be. <laughs> don't try to put me in a box. Don't try to put. Right. Don't try to pigeonhole me as no. one thing or another. I right. am all things simultaneously, and it's ever changing, ever shifting. Respect it, love it, admire it, and I do mm-hmm. for all of you. Uh, thank you so much to Elizabeth B. Elizabeth B. B. FFs with us. <laughs> Obby, ob, ob, b, BFFs, obviously, BFFs. Oh man! Uh, last but not least, uh, huge, huge thank you to our twenty dollar tier patron. Bucker! I know my eyes are like cartoon style. I saw that came in last night, and I was like, holy shit! Yeah. Uh, Lindsay C. Very generous. So generous. <sighs> Lindsay needs a sonnet. Okay, here we go. Twins a day, a Tuesday in June, <laughs> when I f- met Lindsay C. And very, very soon, we will. she will be in the best of graces with me. <laughs> Lindsay C., Lindsay C., and here she shall be. <laughs> on the jamming on the nine. <laughs> <laughs> and jamming on the nine. And a, the sun is a sh upon her. And the deers and the lutes. And the sun is upon her still. Okay, we should let poor Lindsay see get on with her day. <laughs> you don't like my sonnets? No, it's perfect. It's a Lay a blanket, make a picnic for Lindsay C. Yeah, well, um, whole run fair. Yeah, yeah, turkey leg in there. Mm-hmm. Make, weave her a flower crown. Done. All for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, you guys. Brush her hair. Put her on a boat. <laughs> Rowboat. With ducks all around her. Swans. Well, uh-huh. no, swans try to kill people. <laughs> Nick's the swans article or some tiktok video i don't know about the note the movie the notebook the scene oh. where the boat full of ducks uh-huh they had to hand raise those ducks from ducklings uh-uh. to get them to stay in the pond uh-uh. so they had to, yes because otherwise wild ducks or ducks that weren't oh familiar with that pond wouldn't stay for the filming so they had to get like 200 guys, ducklings and hand raise why- them so they would this, stay on. This, this is why production is the most tedious and fair. If you think you want to get into making movies mm-hmm. or commercials, you better be a patient person, which I am not. And so mm-hmm. I've been doing this for 15 years almost, and I'm constantly like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. That's what we have to do to make right? this work. I know. Imagine being the person who has to do, like, okay. So the director wants you to go get yeah. eggs. Yeah. And hatch them. Yeah. And then keep the ducks on the pond. It'll probably yep. take like a year, so we got to push production back now. Yep. For the one three second scene. Yes. Of them that's... rowing through the pond with ducks yes. all around. And directors won't. They're like, no, I need the ducks. And they're like, can mm-hmm. we just not have du-? No, I need it. They will. And they do. And they will. Yeah. What about and CG ducks? Nope. 
nope. not good enough. You're Can, our CG ducks. You're our real ducks. We <laughs> raised you guys from baby, baby birth and uh, yeah, keep you in our pond. We love you and then get rid of you when we're done shooting. <laughs> Just kidding. We no don't ducks. do that. We're harmed in this recording of this podcast. We love you. Oh, wait. We have... Well, yeah. Oh. oh yeah, we have to stay. We're not out yet. Soon, Stop the outro soon. music. Stop the outro guys. music. I know. Um, please, if you want to spend more time in our pond, go to Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at They Will Kill. Go to our website, theywillkill.com. Email us at theywillkillpodcast at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe, please. Yes, please. I uh, dare you to do it. Dare I dare you, you to I'll go give you over a, there. Two dollars if you do it. Yeah, I will. Literally Seriously. $2. Yep. Send me a screenshot. I will give you $2. Yeah. AJ Burgantz. Hey. Thanks. Hey, hey AJ. Do you don't listen to this, I don't think, because you're not a psychopath that loves to listen yeah. to murder shows. You're a father of twins. Um, infants. But we love your music, and we appreciate you writing it for us. So much. Thank you. And remember... Um, uh, oh, the gap was good. Turns out, yeah, (laughs) yes, turns out the gap was good. Somebody wrote, Fuck yes, the gap is good. I still have a shirt from 12 years ago that I bought that's like my favorite ever. Okay, thank you for clearing it up. I think it was even longer, like she got they got it in 2004 or something, yeah, almost 20 years ago, and it's perfect. I thought so, I thought so, yeah, totally. I thought it wasn't crazy in thinking that I should go there to buy my basics. Mm-hmm. What else used to be good that's bad now? <laughs> definitely Banana Republic. Yeah, definitely your Banana Republic was good and now is pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, Pier 1 Imports used to be amazing mm-hmm. and now it's like, what's the point? That place mm-hmm. is crazy. There's like 11 expensive. candles in there and they're super fucking expensive. Yeah. And like balls of things, like balls of sticks and balls of yeah. metal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like decorative balls. <laughs> Be definitely balls of sticks and balls of metal. <laughs> um, uh, also, mod cloth used to be awesome. Now garbage. Mm. I'm sure they're owned by like Urban Outfitters or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Everything else is still awesome and high quality. Nothing. Mostly shitty. you guys. <laughs> Mostly you guys. <laughs> they used to be good and are now shitty. No, they're good now. Rude. And always good. They I, are. I agree. Yes. We love you. We love you. We'll see you next time, you hot Thanks stuffs. for listening. Goodbye. Jamming on the nine. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.